The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make paths straight for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise be to thee, O Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to give a little apology in advance, just in case I have another sneezing fit like I did at the 8 o'clock service. This is the bad allergy time of year for me. Um, pretty well zeroed in on leaf molds. Um, and uh, they must have been flying yesterday or something, I don't know. But anyway, um, I feel fine, uh, so I'm confident that it is just my allergies acting up. So again, I beg your indulgence if, if need be. Today is the second Sunday of Advent, and our theme uh, or emphasis of the Sunday turns from what we have been focused on, which is the second coming of our Lord, and beginning to look toward his first coming in Bethlehem as a little child. The former theme of Christ's second coming is not lost, but it's not the focus the way it has been, because the Gospels for this Sunday and next Sunday uh, portray or, or speak of John the Baptist as that forerunner of Christ, the one who prepares the way of the Lord. Our colleague today puts that uh, ministry of John the Baptist into the end of a long line of prophets who have spoken the word of the Lord to God's people over the centuries. He comes in the spirit of Elijah 
to make that preparation for God's final and definitive revelation in his Son, Jesus Christ, come in the flesh. So, we see that um, this John is, is preparing the way for the Lord. The lessons appointed for today have been the lessons for this Sunday for a long time. In fact, it is because of not the gospel, but because of the epistle appointed for today that Thomas Cranmer wrote a, a special collect, which is very familiar to all of us. And it goes like this. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. As I say, that's very familiar to us all. We heard it just three weeks ago. Because in our current prayer book, that collect has been moved to the second to the last Sunday of the liturgical year. But many generations knew Advent too as Scripture Sunday because this was the Sunday and it was because of the epistle lesson, as I said. Listen to how that goes, how that begins. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction so that by steadfastness, and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. In commenting on this passage, one commentator puts it this way. Paul tells us that with edification comes acceptance, that we may be of one accord, resulting in the glorification of Christ Jesus with one united voice. How are we to attain this? Through perseverance, and encouragement of the scripture, or in other translations, through patience and comfort of the scripture. Too often we approach scripture as a source of information, a series of rules to be followed, or as a history, or as poetry. And how often do we therefore miss the point of scripture? How bold for the Apostle Paul to declare that all scripture written in earlier times was for our encouragement and comfort to sustain faith and to renew hope. To sustain faith and to renew hope. How does the scripture do that particularly? Well, we look at our Old Testament lesson today. And we hear Isaiah saying, A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And then alluding to the same thing again, On that day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Can there be any more clear prophecy about 
the coming of Christ than that one. Isaiah is speaking to a people who will know exile and will know uh, a, a Davidic dynasty that is cut off, hence the stump Im imagery here. And yet in the face of that, Isaiah prophesies that God will bring restoration and he will also restore that Davidic monarchy. One will arise, a descendant of David, who will rule forever. And because of him, all the nations of the world will come to worship the one true God. And that's just one passage of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is full of prophecies that speak directly to what the Lord is planning to do in coming among us, taking on our flesh, dwelling among us, dying for us, and finally winning the victory of life. And beyond that, the inclusion of the Gentiles by faith into that worship of the one true God. And even beyond that, the fulfillment of God's purposes in a new heaven and a new earth. The Old Testament, indeed all of Scripture, is full of comfort and hope. That message that God will have the day. The whole of Scripture is a witness to a God who keeps covenant with his people and a God who keeps his promises. Never promises when but the promises will be fulfilled. And we know that plenty of the promises of the Old Testament having already been filled in Christ's first coming, we can have a sure and certain hope of that final victory at the end of time. Well, that's a pretty global look at how Scripture provides comfort and hope for the people of God. I'd like to share something from my own ministry that I hope will help to illustrate this in a very personal and practical way. You see, when I was being trained for ministry, it was a period of time when the church had, I guess you could call it best, an inferiority complex. The 20th century was a time when psychotherapy was developing into kind of a fine art. And many people in the church, and particularly those who were preparing people for ministry, felt that somehow psychotherapy was providing more help for people than they could find from our traditional approach in the church. And so we were, thought, we were taught therapeutic techniques so that we could help in that good, solid way as well. And so we were taught more about psychology than we were about prayer and the Bible. 
when it comes to counseling with people. Well, when I got to Ascension, I found myself at a church that was very, very clear about what they expected from someone like me in ordained service, and it was not a psychotherapist. In fact, many people would come to me already being in counseling, already having therapy of one sort or another. But what they wanted from me, or any priest, but I was their priest, so what they wanted from me was help with understanding where is God in this issue in my life? And, and what is God doing? And what is God saying to me? And so I found that it was best that I change my approach. And I started praying with people, not just at the end of a session together, which I had often done, but at the beginning, based on the promise of our Lord from John's Gospel, that he would send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Counselor, I mean, if we want to know what God is doing in our lives and what God might be saying, we need to see things and understand things from God's perspective. And who's best to give that perspective than God through that Holy Spirit that Jesus promised? So we would pray at the beginning. And then, lo and behold, a strange thing started happening. As I would listen to people and we would would converse with one another about what was going on, scriptures would start coming to my mind that seemed to relate to what was being talked about in our conversation at that point. And I would share these passages or these stories or these images that would come from the scriptures. And it was like giving prescriptions from the Bible. <laughs> Instead of a prescription of an antibiotic, I would be giving a prescription from some portion of the Holy Scriptures. And it was remarkably effective. People would be comforted. People would gain clarity. People would find a sense of direction and people would have hope. It became a joy, and I was so grateful for a body of believers who were able to teach their clergy <laughs> how to be the people that we are called to be and to do what God has called us to do. The Bible is there for a sin-sick world. The Bible is there to strengthen believers, to give us instruction, to be sure, because instruction is vital to a lively faith. Sometimes to give judgment, to convict us when we are not walking in the ways of the Lord, to show us God's forgiving nature, 
and how he so willingly poured out his very lifeblood in Jesus on the cross for us and how he then won the victory of life beyond the grave and left us with the promise of a new heaven and a new earth. This is the invitation of Advent, an invitation to consider what God has done throughout the course of human history and how time and again God provides all that is needed to have a vital and to have a fulfilled and to have the kind of life that God intended from the very beginning. But all we have to do to partake of that treasure is to open the book and read faithfully and God will speak and God will bring comfort and God will give hope. Amen.